So hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Tabletop Inquisition podcast. Um, we're delighted to have you here with us. Um, of course there, there's me, um, who you know I've just heard from, and of course there's Oliver. How are you doing today, Oliver? Hello. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, good to be here as always. Always good chatting with you and good seeing you. As I say, little little yeah. sneak peek for those people listening to us. There is a video mm-hmm. version. Just become a patron yes. and you can see us recording this as well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. I think autumn is approaching. It's officially here, which means it's probably yes. a really good time to start dusting off the games on your shelves that maybe you neglected during the summer. It's getting dark. It's time for games night. That's what it sounds like to me. Definitely family games nights, whatever you're doing, however you're playing, or if you're playing solo as well, it's probably time to have these mm. long evenings and have something to play. And yeah, I've mm. got a few games that are sitting on the shelf that aren't played yet. I think <gasps> Kickstarters have started pouring in for, my, for me. Oh, so, you know, keep nice. an eye out. There'll be more reviews coming at some point if I can finally catch up with some of these <laughs> games. So the shelf mm-hmm. of opportunity, as I, I want to call it, or shelf of review copies. Well, they're not actually review yes. copies. They're, they're Kickstarter. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that is increasing. So I've got a few things coming up. And um, mm-hmm. actually, if you want to give a bit of an insight of what we're doing, I've got Seize the Bean. Finally, mm-hmm. that game about the Berlin coffee, coffee shop finally arrived. So I want to do an um, unboxing video for that as well as a review. So I'm not going to be able to play mm-hmm. it until I've done the unboxing video, as always. It's always good fun. Um, <laughs> okay. But yeah, once that's been done, I can play that. And I'm looking forward to playing that. It's got, you know, it's sort of, I don't know, what is it? It's like a, what is it? It's engine builder type things. You've got a cafe, obviously, trying to mm-hmm. improve it. You just be able to serve your customers. You're putting their orders and things but yeah looking forward to it um i have to say seize the bean what a great title like that's a fantastic title you instantly stop and go what's that all about so i'm dying to hear more about it um i'm really proud of myself i made it to the bottom of my shelf of shame i had a number of things i had to get through and then i powered through them all in one weekend yeah so at the moment i currently don't have any unplayed games um, but I am on the eye out looking for obviously new games to play. I don't know if you feel this, but there doesn't feel like there's so many new releases at the minute or everything that is coming out is kind of via Kickstarter. So you have to wait a while. But with Gen Con mm. this week, maybe we'll see some new things. I'm, I'm hopeful. I find it weird when my wish list dwindles to zero. Um, so <laughs> I've been asking people for recommendations. Maybe there's some games I should be checking out I don't know about. Um, so I yep. love some more of that. But yeah, I've been having fun plowing, getting my way through the through the pile of things. Um, so it's been fun. Excellent. Um, but yeah, oddly satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good good to hear that you caught up with your games. And and I'm yeah, I'm at the other end. I have to work my way through yeah. the games, but we'll get there. But like you said, yeah, even though there are new games coming out, there aren't mm. don't seem to be anything so specifically different. You know, there's yet another game of a mm. you know X, Y, and Z. But nothing sort of yes. where I think, oh, this is quite new. Mm-hmm. This is different. I want to play this. So, yeah, I feel feel the same. So even mm-hmm. though I'm getting lots of games, yeah. you know, some of them think, yeah, you know, we've seen that before. I still, you know, still going to enjoy playing mm-hmm. it. But it's like, yeah, okay, this is yet another engine builder. This yeah. is yet another whatever. So I think it'd be quite mm-hmm. nice to see something yeah. really quite different. What's the next big thing in the industry? So looking yeah, forward to that. Exactly. Uh, I've I've also noticed as well that the prices are going up on board games. We're starting to see a bit of an impact, I think, from COVID and the shipping and things like yeah. that. Um, because I've been really interested in getting what's it called, Beyond the Sun. I think it's Beyond the Sun, or isn't it? It's the be. new one yes. for Rio Grande Games, yes. and yeah, it's yeah. been out. Exactly. It, 
Yeah, that's yeah. You know what I'm on about, yeah. and I've, it's the one thing that's been on my wish list for ages. But they were waiting for a second printing, so it's finally right. come into print. But it's actually really quite expensive for a euro game. I was really surprised because I I don't know about you, but I have limits on my board game. So I like in my mind, a cheap board game is anywhere up to like thirty euros. Okay. Then there's like the middle of the stuff, which is like fifty, sixty euros. Yeah. And then, like, beyond that, it's, like, 80, and then there's the 100 pluses, which are big, big games. Yeah, yeah. And um, I just found, I was like, this feels like it's jumped up a step. And it really gave me pause for thought, despite, you know, I'm the sort of person who goes, oh, I really want this. I'll definitely save up and get it. But um, I think we're going to see more of this. Um, and I wonder, you know, what that's going to mean for gamers. Um, yeah. You know, if you really wanted something, would you fork out the extra money or would you wait? I'd love to find it secondhand somewhere, but I think it's a bit early for that. Um, but you know, but the funny thing is, of course, so many people work so hard to make board games get to you. Sometimes yeah. I wonder how they are as cheap as they are in the, in the same bracket, um, which is a terrible feeling because you're both a consumer and a supporter at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So of course I want everyone to be able to make affordable games, but get paid and all that kind of stuff that goes into a game that we don't even think about. But then when you have to go to the shop to kind of fork out a lot of money for something, you have to be also be kind of savvy. Yeah, it's a funny one, yeah. isn't it? No, I agree. I mean, I think board games yeah. have been quite cheap for quite a long time. And I think the industry needs a bit extra mm. money. Obviously, that has been now forced because of the, you know, as yeah. you say, the uh, pandemic, the shipping crisis, all of that. Obviously, costs have gone up and and they're struggling to, to catch up. I think for a long time, yeah. games actually deserve to, you know, get more buck, you know, more money to, to pay for what they're doing. I think they've been, mm -hmm. you know, that's why they're printing in China because yeah. it's much cheaper. You know, they're, they're cutting costs wherever they can. I think mm -hmm. a lot of, um, you know, a lot of publishers could have or should have probably pushed price up. Not that I want to pay more, but ultimately I think they're actually worth more. <laughs> yeah. and, and we've been very lucky for with cheap prices. Mm -hmm. So I yeah. don't, I mean, I, I was going to say, yeah. I don't mind paying more knowing that it goes to people and get paid. It's just at the moment, it just gets paid for shipping mm -hmm. or for whatever. So the costs seem to be going up in the wrong places, yes. if you like. Mm -hmm. But if they're, you know, if once it sort mm -hmm. of settles down again, the pay prices stay high or higher than they were, I, I wouldn't yeah. mind so much, I don't think. Mm -hmm. I think, as I say, some of the games you buy, you think, oh God, you know, how can they yeah. afford to make a game for, you know, or sell it for 40 quid? You know, yes. who's actually getting the money mm -hmm. out of it? You know, is the designer seeing any of it? To the illustrator, yeah. who, you know, as well mm -hmm. as the publisher as well and, and whoever's working there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's a difficult one, but... Yeah. Like you, yeah, I'm thinking, yeah, maybe Isn't they do deserve gone. more. Oh, absolutely. I think they deserve more. I just wish I had more to give. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, it would be great to be able to afford to buy all the games you wanted to and support all the people you want to. Yeah. And because they totally deserve it. So it's just that funny divide, isn't it, about being the one who buys the games. Yeah. Um, and being the one who who wants to see the games made. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but I'm I'm looking forward to seeing now if new if some new games are coming our way anyway, regardless of price tag. I I want to see something exciting. Speaking of exciting, we've an exciting topic today. We do. We do, and I love this one because Oliver came up with this one, so <laughs> I was super surprised to see, um, you know, um, kind of where where we were gonna where we were gonna take this episode. Yeah. So um, what's the inspiration behind it all? <laughs> well, obviously, if you've downloaded the episode or looked at the website, you know it's about surprising games. And I put that in sort of speech marks, because um, yes. not the episode is, is a surprise, but the games themselves. And the idea behind it for me was, you know what it's like? You, you For example, you you um, you know hear a lot about a game, and everyone says it's really, really good. And then either you buy it or you play it you know, because a friend's got a copy or whatever, and you're really disappointed and go, oh, that's not as good as I thought. 
or the other way around. You you know, get a game cheap somewhere and think, oh well, be a bit of fun, and then it ends up being you know the, the favorite game of your games group, and you're playing it you know every week for you know months on end or things like that. So that's what I was trying to look at. Yeah. You know, it's all about expectations. You know, where would be the expectations? You know, that that are different to when we actually then play the game, when we actually play the you know the game and the experience with that. You know, how mm. how does that mismatch and other games, as I say, that are positive surprise. <laughs> and I think, you know, even though a game can be really good, sometimes there are things that surprise us negatively where I think, oh, okay, I really enjoyed this game, but mm, maybe that could have been done better, you know, whether it's components mm -hmm. or whatever it may be. So I thought if we can, between mm -hmm. us, come up with some games and maybe just come up with some examples, explain what the game mm -hmm. is briefly for those people who maybe haven't played the game, and then mm -hmm. sort of explain why we thought... It was a surprise, and in what way was it? You know, was it a good surprise, and what right. was so good about it, or was it not so good? You know, what disappointed us, or, or things like that. And and as always, you know, once we've talked about it, we would <laughs> like everyone listening to this or watching us. I'm waving to the camera for those who can't hear me, uh, can't see me. Sorry. <laughs> um, to, to let us know <laughs> what what do you think? You know, what what games yeah. surprised you mm. positively or negatively, and why? It would be really good to hear because mm -hmm. there always be something like that. I think. So, yeah. if you if you're happy, um, do you want to make a start and maybe talk about the first game that was mm. a surprise for you? Surprise, surprise for Um, I'll I'll very quickly go over what I was thinking okay. when I came up with this list of games because um I've come to the conclusion I think that I don't I don't know I like to decide about myself for a game. Um, and so unlike, I, I suppose, you know, normally when you hear people talking all about the one game or whatever, like Azul for ages, everybody talked about Azul, yeah, it yeah. was so amazing. And everyone was, you know, expecting it to be amazing then when they opened the box. I really like to, to wait for myself and judge for myself. I think I have a, a good idea of what kind of games we will enjoy. Um, I think a lot of these actually just step out of these comfort zones, yeah. places I wouldn't normally have gone and then got a really nice surprise because I wasn't expecting it. Um, but I suppose, yeah, as you said, all of this really is to do with your expectations. I think I have very low standards. I don't expect a lot from a game because <laughs> it's actually really easy to come up with all yeah, this yeah. list. And most of these are games that I talk about a lot because they were such a big surprise. Yeah. And that I feel like other people should know about this because I didn't hear, you know, all the super excitement about it. And it was such a nice, you know, pleasant experience when we got there. Um, so this is where this is where my list has come from. <laughs> okay, um, that's good. And <laughs> the, yeah, okay. And the other entertaining thing to do with this list is I have a lot of IP games on this list because I think so lowly of them. I think up until recent time. Yeah. So um, you can all make that um, observation as you will as we get there. Um, but I'm gonna start with the game that was the biggest surprise of this year by a lot, and so I think it should come first. Yeah. Um. And this is Batman Gotham City Chronicles. Oh wow! Like what a game. Um. So, those of you unfamiliar with this very expensive miniature Batman game that when it came off Kickstarter, people were very unimpressed with. It had a terrible rule book, some terrible symbology, and people were unable to figure out how to play the game. It was that bad. Um. And it's a, it's a shame. I thought nothing of this. Um, I remember looking at it at the time because my husband is a really big Batman fan. 
And what we did was we put it on our wish list and said maybe someday someone will want to trade for an old copy of Batman they want to get rid of. And right before Christmas or around Christmas last year, someone offered us a trade for Batman. Oh, and yay. He was, my husband was like, should, should we give away these real games for this game we we know is terrible? And I was like, <laughs> go on, you'll always, you'll always wonder. I think if you really want something, whether it's bad or not, you'll always wonder how good or bad it could have been. Exactly. So Batman showed up in its big two boxes, of course, full of gorgeous miniatures, beautiful maps. You have these really cool boards you can play as different characters. Um, so the game is set up as there's a, a group of heroes, so you don't have to play Batman. There's like 50 others I can't recognize. But there's a <laughs> bunch right, of varieties yeah. of Batmans and Robins and Batwomans and Catgirls, and I can name them all. Yeah. And you have a group of th- three, and you play a scenario versus the bad guys. And the bad guys have a really cool thing, like a river. So right. the bad guys are all in an individual card, and they'll activate if they're at the top of the line. And then once right. you use them, you have to move them to the bottom of the line before you can move them again, and the next guy moves up. So there's two very different kind of games nearly going on yeah. while you're fighting over the stuff on the board. Um, and what's fun about this game, I think what was the really big surprise, it's it's kind of hilarious. It's a little bit like... The Adam West kind of Batman. Right. Where my quest was to stop the mayor's daughter being lowered into a vat of acid. Yeah. Um, and it was funny. Um, <laughs> and I can understand why people had problems with it. Like, there's, there's yeah. serious problems with the game. But we just had such a good time. And the way you use your characters is really clever. You have a set number of action cubes you can use. And you can put them out into different types of actions. So you can move, you can activate things, you can fight people, all those kind of stuff Batman does. But you only get so many back at the start of each turn. And you can use as many as you like. um, But if you use them all up, you'll have to rest. um, So you don't get to do anything for a round. So it really is like this kind of puzzle of, well, if I do this now, I can't do this next turn. Or when will I do it? Um, and sure, the, the, the real book's abysmal, the symbols are terrible, but gosh darn it, we laugh so much. Good, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I've had abs- I've had an absolute blast with it. I don't know if I could recommend it to anybody else, though. <laughs> I think we just got lucky in the sense that, well, like, we we managed, like, the rule book is written like a war game, where all of, there's phases for everything, and I could really right. get why normal, kind of regular board gamers would read this and go this gibberish Mm -hmm. Uh, but us as war gamers went oh yeah this is fine these are just the steps you go through the symbols on your characters aren't in the same places even if they're the same symbols it's like the most stupid thing i don't know who did it but there is a real game in here and it's really quite fun and we liked it enough that i recently bought the batmobile to go with it i just couldn't help myself (laughs) um so yeah so this is absolutely the biggest surprise of the year it's like terrible but amazing all at the same time same time so i talked a lot about about gotham city chronicles the biggest surprise but i couldn't necessarily recommend <laughs> i love that it's a, it's a really good game you really enjoyed it but you couldn't recommend it to anyone else because you didn't know whether they would enjoy it because of various issues with it so i like that it's... i just don't know if you could unpack it yeah it's just right. I, it's terrible like how would you unpack it yeah, yeah, yeah i just don't know if you could do it okay but all right <laughs> it sounds amazing mm-hmm. no okay cool um well I was starting to see whether I should come up with a similar game in the similar vein. I think I will, actually. So the first the game I want to talk about is Oath Chronicles of Empire and Exile by Leader Games, uh, which let me start by saying we really enjoy playing. It's a really good game. A friend of mine I I uh, got, got a physical copy. 
he actually started playing with his housemates and they didn't quite get into it but i think they're not sort of regular um board game players so they 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 struggled with, with some of the complexity with it, but they're, they're sort of, I think they're slowly getting there. But we in the games group, we played it online using Tabletop Simulator, so we could play it together. You know, as I think I said before, we're still meeting digitally online once a week, which is nice. And it's a sort of game that, yeah, is really, I think, really clever because there's, I don't know whether how much you know about Oath, but basically you have um, every player is either, uh, well, there's one player who's a chancellor, who is basically sort of leading the game and, and everyone else trying to defeat the chance. I mean, at the end of the day, everyone's trying, one, there's only one player trying to win. And the, the rest of you are um, exiles, but you could also become a citizen and you're sort of on the side of the chancellor, but also playing against. So it's, it's a typical leader games thing where it's sort of, uh, yeah, they're sort of, everyone's trying to help each other, but also defeat each other at the same time, but obviously you don't want to make someone too strong. And it's, it's it's really clever. I think you know the, the the way the world is built. You know, there's a few cards that make up the map. There's a huge deck of cards, the denizen cards that basically give you actions or abilities. And they they're all starting to tell a story as well. So it's really cleverly made. But what really put me off about this game, unfortunately, and we really struggled with it at first, is the rulebook. And I know some people have said the Little Games rulebook mm -hmm. for Oath is amazing. You know, you do have the playbook and you have the actual rulebook. But we found that we struggled. So we, we played it using the playbook. So literally just it basically walks you through the first, you know, few turns and, and then you can carry on playing. So it says, you know, play the yellow player does this, then the green player does that, and and you think, okay, we just followed through but we still didn't understand it. Then we played it again and uh, my friend Tom actually read the rule book and tried to work it all out. And we had sort of half a game. But still, lots of questions. Didn't quite sure whether you know what happens with the secrets. Mm -hmm. Do you put them there? Are they? Can you attack them? And you look them up in the rulebook. And and yes, the rulebook you know has a reference section at the end, so you could literally just find a keyword and it explains what that means. But it doesn't quite put it in the context of how you actually then use it in a certain situation. So it, it felt a bit clunky. But if you do stick with it, I think it's an amazing game. I think. It has like sort of a, a campaign-like idea. I don't know whether they're called campaigns in Earth, but basically, once you finish the game, you can sort of save the state, you sort of set it up for the next uh, game, and, and you, the world sort of changes depending on what's happened, and the the winner of the game can then sort of influence the deck of cards, how they're sort of balanced and things like that. So it does, you know, from game to game, it does evolve. We haven't actually started the campaign; we always start a brand new game every time. But as I say, that's that's the frustration with it. I was really looking forward to a game where, you know, you, you read the rulebook, and I was expecting a long rulebook. I didn't expect it to be really simple and, you know, half an hour, you, you're done and it's all clear. Mm -hmm. I was expecting it to be a bit more complicated. But for so what it is, there's too many situations where you think, okay, I know what I, what I normally do in the situation, but this seems to be an edge case. So what, what do we do in this specific situation? It sort of slows yeah. it down a bit. Um but as I say, other than that, mm -hmm. that you know, that was that was the sort of bad surprise or disappointment in this case. A game like Oath, which you know has been heralded and and lots of people talking about it, was sort of for us let down by the rule book, and that's sort of the only thing that sort of marred it for us. But as I say, we love it. Um, I can't wait to play it again. It's it's one of those games, and I can't wait to play the physical copy as well. I think it'll be exciting to have like the metal coins that are really well designed. You can stack them quite cleverly as sort of had like indentations to actually sort of stack and don't slide about and you know have the cards and, and have the actual wooden pieces for your armies and things like that. So great game. But as I say, I think I was a bit over 
excited about it and then let felt let down by the rule book and having sort of like play it three times before it sort of started to in. So that's yeah, Oath Chronicles of mm-hmm. Empire and Exile by Leader yeah. Games. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I absolutely couldn't couldn't agree more with you about Oath. Um it's the game that really wrecked my head a lot because yeah. I think when you set up Oath, it is this beautiful game. It's mm. got this cool board. It's got this great idea that, you know, you're, you can basically decide your own win condition as you play, how you're going to get there. Uh, my favorite thing about the entire game is the favors between the different yeah. factions. Yeah. The way that works, I think, is so brilliant. So it's like, well, I'm friendly with this faction, so I'm taking all the money from them. But now there's no money left. Um, you know, yeah. I have to go and do something else to move it back around to keep all of these different kind of parties happy. Um, like you, um, we had massive problems with the rule book, as in yeah. I've I played Oath seven times over like a week or two, and every time without fail you have to look something up. Because yeah. it's not straightforward and it's I also don't think it's very like logical, as mm-hmm. in it feels like you said there's a lot of edge cases and they don't just make logical sense that well I do this in this situation so I assume I do the same in this yeah, one yeah. Um, it's just not the case um, I have a big problem with it as well for two player because it says two player in the box but that's if you play with the Automa only and right. that really kind of ru- ruin- ruined it for us but I think there is such a cool game in there and I can really see why your games group would love it um, because you guys are the like the Dune people, yes. <laughs> and I can see that like this is this would be great with a bunch of people who really love backstabbing each other and getting one exactly. up on each other. Yeah. We're not those type of players, but yeah. it is that type of game. So I can I can see why a lot of people enjoy it if you've kind of the right group for it. But what I left down with the rule book, it was a real shame. I completely yeah, agree yeah, with yeah. you. Uh, it was tough because you just want to <laughs> play the game and not pick up the rule book every couple of minutes. You just exactly. want to get through it a bit. Yeah, I feel yeah. like you know what you're doing. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that's an excellent choice. Actually, you have a game that loads of people love and talk about, and I just I don't know. I didn't get. I didn't quite get it, but I can see why people would. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. That, that, yeah. Interesting surprise choice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm surprised that this is not as easy to learn as I'd hoped. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, all right. So I'm gonna hop on to my next game that was also a big surprise. It does seem to like maybe it's just the only other miniature game I have on here. I hope so. Um, I think we I have a tendency not to particularly enjoy um dudes on a map game, area control games, yeah. and that goes down to the fact that there's only two of us here. So yeah, when yeah. you're playing area control games with two of you, you're really just fighting each other, and mm. I'm not a big fan of doing that most of the time. Mostly because I can dish it, but I can't take it. I get really yeah. annoyed and pissy. I'm like, you shouldn't touch my stuff. <laughs> um, but it's the nature of the game. Yeah. Um, um, but this one drew me in with the theme. And that's another thing I don't do a lot of thematic gaming. Um, and this is Nemesis from Awaken Realms. Um, and of course, so for those of you who don't know, Nemesis is based on the Aliens franchise. There's been a number of games actually to do with Aliens recently. Have, um, yeah, yeah. This one doesn't have the same name, but <laughs> looks just like it. Um, if you squint really hard, it could be the same thing. Yeah. Um and what it is about is it is a it's a it's a big dudes on a map game, but really it's a kind of a cooperative or a semi-cooperative um adventure where you're trying to survive on the big spaceship and the aliens are coming to get you. Um and so depending on how you play it, it can be you can all work together to try get off the ship, or you can play with everyone has their own goals and you're interfering with each other's plans to get off the ship all while dealing with all sorts of aliens um so it doesn't sound like it's going to have a lot of 
deep gameplay here does it when you just des- when you describe it like that yeah um and i didn't expect much of it i expected it to be here's some beautiful miniatures maybe we'll roll some dice and move around the board and attack each other that's what i was anticipating um but this was so much more fun than that and i don't know how the game does it exactly but it really feels like you are i don't know it's it's very thematic and it sucks you in you feel yeah. like you're part of this crew and you really are trying to get out and i maybe it's just how the board looks how the ship looks the way the cards work and kind of your equipment and the fact that there is like a counter for you know the next time the aliens are are going to come and get you um and i i really 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 liked it and oddly enough it's it was fun at two players um because it's it's it reminds me a lot of Battlestar Galactica where oh crap right. more stuff's going wrong but we yeah, still yeah. need to get the ship home um but it's just it's really well put together it's got really solid gameplay and it's it's fun and there's nothing better than putting on the soundtrack and playing it um and so I was <laughs> really sense. impressed by this because it's a game that's mostly theme and I shouldn't yeah. like that but apparently I did um, so yeah, so that's Nemesis from Awaken Realms. This one I can recommend, and I have recommended. <laughs> um, I think there's nothing nicer. Right? Someone come back to me on Twitter saying I bought Nemesis on your recommendation and I Aww. love it. And yeah. I was like, yes, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an expensive game. It's a bit yes. of a, an investment, but yeah. So that was my pick. <laughs> I'm yet to play that. I'm looking forward to playing that at some point because it's exactly as I say. It feels so mm. thematic. It feels like it should have you know aliens on the box, mm-hmm. but obviously can't because of legal reasons and all that <laughs> but it's that game mm. and it's it's great to hear that yeah. you know it was a positive surprise for you because you could actually play a two-player and it wasn't yeah. you know didn't feel like you're sort of fighting each other mm. even though you're cooperating but not quite cooperating <laughs> so yeah interesting yeah. nice, nice yeah. one. big mm-hmm. game speaking about yeah. big um probably expensive yeah. games i'm going to try and follow you on with that one as well <laughs> <laughs> trying to do a bit of lead right, in there go for it. yeah and this one is brass mm-hmm. birmingham so again, I wouldn't call it a yes. cheap game, even though it, I don't know what it sells for. But I went for the one with the iron clay, so the deluxe edition. So it was a bit more expensive. Nice. To me, that was an expensive game, worth the money. Don't get me wrong, but as is an yeah. expensive budget wise, so it's not the mm-hmm. sort of game I would, you know, that price bracket I would normally buy or not regularly. But for this one, I had to just go for it. I think it's a sort of game that that needs the extra, yes. and. With the iron clays as well, just just on a side note, I used them for other games as well, so they were worth the investment. I, I was originally, I think, if someone people followed me on Twitter, they were seeing me talking about, oh, where do I get poker chips from? And then people saying, well, just buy the iron clays. And then someone said, well, might as well get Brass Very Birmingham clear. Deluxe and get them with it. And I said, yeah, I want Brass Birmingham <laughs> as well, so I might yeah. as well. So it's an mm-hmm. early Christmas present yeah. in the middle of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the thing with Brass Birmingham, we <laughs> we first played it actually online. Again, this was table topia this time there's a sort of version on there that isn't actually quite the final version i it, it did speak to roxley and they said no that's that's fine it's an it's an official version but it doesn't quite match so it feels more like it's like a beta version that they might have you know used to to play test on or something i don't know but anyway that's where we started playing it and you know enjoying it and and the thing with brass birmingham it's it's a positive surprise for me because it's quite a well heavy game i would call it as in the rules aren't actually that difficult. You know, it is relatively straightforward. You basically play a card to do something. So every on your turn, you always play a card. It's really simple, and and the complexity comes more about um, the player interaction, I suppose. So you're trying to build industry 
like coal or, or metal work. Um, you can also build, um, build potteries and other things like that. But there's a lot of um, resources that are required. And some of the resources, like uh, coal and iron, they can actually come either from the market or from your coal mine or from your steelworks, if you like. So if you supply coal to someone else, that means your um, coal mine, for example, will then score your points if you've delivered all the coal from your coal mine and, and things like that. So it's, it's this sort of push and pull. But as I say, we were, well, I was certainly worried about introducing my friends to it because I thought, mm, God, this is going to take us probably like hours to explain. And then they probably won't quite like it because it's just too difficult for what it does. And then as I say, positive surprise that the rules are actually relatively simple. Yes, it does take a while to sort of take on board. And then there's two phases as well. So you have like a canal phase and later as a railway phase. And there's quite a few things to think about. But really, when it comes down to it, it is relatively straightforward. There aren't really too many decisions as such to make. It's more about, well, I would say strategy. I mean, there's lots of tactics in as well, because depending on what other players do, you suddenly can't you know, build somewhere where you thought you could build or you might not want to build them because you know they've built into the area and things like that. But as I say, it's a positive surprise because even though it's a heavy game, it was a lot easier to get into. And as I say, positive as well because my fr friends really enjoyed it and, and we've been playing it quite a lot. I haven't played it recently, but it obviously enough for me to buy the deluxe edition of the game as well because again i'm hoping that once <laughs> we can meet up again or when once we will meet up again we will play the actual physical copy of it with the clays and then you know play around with those so that that's exciting and i say yeah heavy expensive game and i thought mm, i don't know whether anyone will enjoy playing it and luckily they did so this was a huge <laughs> surprise a relief almost rather than a surprise if you like that they actually enjoyed it um, so yeah, Brass Birmingham by Roxy Games is my sort of next positive surprise game. Uh, so that's a good surprise. You're you're so right about those clays. Um, yeah. Because when uh, I saw Brass first, I thought we would like Brass. It looked like a heavy economic game. Yeah. We like the Martin Wallace designs quite a bit. So, but what we did was we bought the Lancashire version first. That's the one that's right. to, the one with the beer that's supposed to be better for two player. And when we bought it initially. We sat there and went, you know, this really needs the clays. <laughs> it wasn't quite the same. Um, so we ended up buying the, the deluxe edition of the, the, the other version just so we could have the clays to play with. Because, yeah, because we bought it without the clays, then immediately regretted not buying it with the clays. So got it with the clays later. <laughs> so, yeah, I completely agree with you. Those things must, must have been a real delight the first time if you kickstarted it and opened it up and then there were the clays yes. inside and no one knew what they were. That must have no. been such a delighted moment. Because, you know, the way with Kickstarter, you never really know what you're getting. And then to take no. them out and feel them in your hand, <laughs> it must have been glorious. <laughs> Amazing, no, must definitely. Have been glorious um so yeah that's a really good pick and that's a good surprise too i'm glad your games group liked it because there's always yeah. that moment isn't there when you buy something very expensive and you're like please let this be good please you exactly. guys like it because it doesn't know. work without you <laughs> <laughs> you just don't know okay so i'm going to jump on to the next title yep and this is what i call the original surprise Okay. And this game sat in my house for I want to say like a year and a half before we played it. And the reason it sat so long is because it looked so complicated. Right. That the first time me and my games group saw it and my husband was trying to teach it, he handed us out the cards and we took one look at the cards and went, No, we're not playing this. No way. You can't make us do this. No. And this is Race for the Galaxy. Right. So 
anybody who who played Race for the Galaxy will know that the cards are full with all sorts of symbols. Um, and there are phases down the sides of the cards and sometimes there's a small amount of text uh, but there is a lot a lot of symbols so we took one look at it and refused to play it we're like put this away we're not playing this with you and the game sat for a year and a half so eventually my husband came back and he'd printed out some sheets from BGG and he was like no we're learning it I think it was his birthday and we'd no choice um, <laughs> so race for the galaxy is yeah this is how we, this is how we learned it but oh gosh what a game once we got into it so the race for the galaxy is a resource management game where you are in space and you'll start with your own kind of starter planet and you'll use your handful of cards to play different planets down to gain resources to be able to gain credits and things like that to be the winner the very special thing and the best thing about race for the galaxy is the fact that there are a number of phases that happen when you play there's one to five phases and you can do different things in each phase yeah but everyone places in the card at the start of the round upside down to say which phase they want it to want to happen and you'll get to do something in every phase that is revealed um okay. there's a bonus if you are the person to have played that phase um so sometimes you'll you'll want to do that but you'll get you're always doing something in someone else's turn right. and this was like novel this blew our mind and we'd yeah. all be sitting there because you're not supposed to tell anybody what you put down for your phase and be like you know what are the chances <laughs> of you doing this this turn and we'd be yeah. flipping it up to see what would happen um but well, that sounds like a really kind of lighthearted part. The games are fairly serious. I would consider a very complex game, um, yeah. but I love it. And I've, I think I've played it more than any other game ever. Um, there is a digital implementation of it and I played it so much in university. It isn't even funny. Like every time I get five minutes of work done, I'd be like, oh, I can play another game of Race for the Galaxy now. <laughs> um, and I played it to death. Um, like, and I still pull it out to this day and it's like, it's almost on memory. But I, it is a fantastic card game. Um, it's definitely a lot to take in at the start, but it's not so complicated once you get going, but there right. are a number of symbols. Um, and that was the original surprise because we refused to play it. Oh, he was so annoyed. <laughs> like we held off for like a year and a half um, yeah. until eventually we caved and we're like, fine, we'll learn your stupid game. Um, and that was it. So yeah, so that's Excellent. Race for the Galaxy. So, so good. Another game I can actually recommend. Excellent. And there we go. Well, <laughs> I love I love it when that happens. When you think you get a game like as I say with Brass Birmingham, you think, oh God, no one's gonna ever mm. learn this. It's gonna be too complicated. And then yes. you you get it and you really enjoy mm-hmm. it and you go, why have we never tried this before? You know, that's amazing. <laughs> so for me, yeah. I'm mm. going for a different type of surprise. So the next game I'm talking about is Ooh. Ao. I think is how you pronounce it by Thundergriff Games. It's a small box game. It's part of their uh, match. Box collection, I think it's called. Uh, so there are things like five games. I'm just mm-hmm. looking up there. It's actually up there. Ao Rebus, Fifteen Days, Space Lunch, <laughs> and Golems. I have only played two of them so far. Exactly up, up there. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And... I'm pointing at your <laughs> invisible monitor. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so Ao spelled E I Y O is apparently Jap- or Chinese or Japanese for uh, honor, and you are a samurai. So I guess it's okay. Japanese. And you are fighting Japanese, off, yeah. so I don't know, hordes of attackers uh, of various sorts. And, and the way it's set up is basically a, a card game. So you have a deck of, I don't know how many, but it's basically divided into four decks. And, and basically you, the samurai, is in the middle. And you have four decks at each corner of your sort of player card, if you like. So you have attackers coming in from the top left, top right, bottom left, and bottom right. And there's always three attackers lined up at the same time. 
And you can play weapon cards. You have a basically deck of weapon cards. You always draw a certain number. And these weapon cards and have on them dots indicating which corner of your player board basically they can attack. So if, if there's a dot in the top right corner, you can only attack the top right person. And different attackers obviously have different strengths. They also have different honor values. Obviously, if they're more valuable, obviously you want to potentially kill them first. But ultimately, you have to get them all out of the way, really. But obviously, there's only so many cards. You can't attack them all at the same time. So you have like 12 attackers, basically, at any moment. But you only have like six cards. You can never get rid of them all. But there's also ways of um, deflecting them. So you can say, okay, I'm going to play this card to deflect the bottom right uh, row for, for the moment because they're just too powerful or, or not worth it or whatever it is. So you have to decide what you're playing when. And then anyone you deflect, basically one of the attackers is removed, but you don't get that honor. Anyone you attack, you can attack, obviously, then the front person and everyone sort of shuffles up. And some cards actually is quite quite clever. So you've got something like archers that are more, uh, you know, have a bigger attack the further back in the row they are and as they come closer they obviously can't shoot you so easily so the, the attack value basically is lower so again you can play strategically and go okay i'm going to try and attack the row with the um archers that are the back to bring them to the front and, and things like that and um any attackers you didn't deflect obviously their um uh, wounds are um but basically, the, the way that's represented is you have to discard some of your weapon cards depending on how many attack you basically received. And then you draw another hand and you keep going. Once you've cleared a row of three people, that gets refilled with another three people. And eventually, at the bottom of each of the four decks is uh, a boss. So you get the boss plus three other attackers. Obviously, they're more powerful. They might have a special ability as well. And it's a solo game. You can play a two-player, but like a lot of solo games... It isn't quite... I mean, I haven't tried it two players, but I can't quite see it being quite as much fun. Now, I'm not a solo player. So the big surprise for me was, I thought, well, I've, I've bought these five games as a Matchbox collection. I might as well play this and review it. You know, I'll probably go, yeah, whatever, as a solo game doesn't really interest me. But no, I came away thinking, this is really good fun. This is the only solo game <laughs> I've come across. And I've come across a, a handful now. As I say, I'm not a solo gamer, which I'm thinking I could actually have with me because it's in a small box, and might play, okay, maybe you wouldn't play it like on a bus, maybe on the train if you have a big enough table, it does take a little bit of room. Um, but, you know, like on holiday, if, if you go away, maybe sit in the evening somewhere, and, and you know, I don't know, our daughter watches telly, my wife reads a book, and, and I might play play Aya for, for, you know, it takes, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes to play, not very long. Uh, it's a very quick to set up, really. And as I said, to me, the surprise was that I enjoyed it really much. It reminded me a bit of um, uh, Patience or Solitaire, those sort of games where you literally just you know, have a handful of cards, you play them in a certain order. It's almost meditative because, you know, you just look at things, okay, I want to attack the top right, so I've got a weapon for that, yeah, play that, and then play the other, and then remove cards, get points, hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, even though it's obviously about fighting, it is actually quite a serene game, um, ultimately. But I say the big surprise for me was yeah. it's a solo game, and I really enjoyed mm -hmm. it. So I don't think it's converted me to becoming a solo gamer, but it's certainly a game that I can definitely see my play, myself playing. And I have actually since played as well in the, in, in the evening sometimes. As I say, you know, even at home, you know, when our daughter was watching telly and, I don't know, my wife was cooking or something, then, you know, I was playing that. Or, you know, my wife was reading or, you know, at the weekend, things mm -hmm. like that. But it's like, you know, got 15, 20 minutes where it's not worth doing anything else. So I'm just going to yeah. quickly put that and uh, put that out and, and play that. So AO by Thundergriff Games, big surprise it being a solo game. And 
I really enjoyed it. It's sort of getting <laughs> getting me not converted, but it's it's sort of one of those games. So yeah, definitely. Mm. Good that fun. sounds like a really, really fun kind of hold the line kind of game where, you know, you got to keep people back as far yeah. as possible or they'll get too close and they'll kind of like Space Invaders, but with, with Samurai. I, yes, I, exactly. I li- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think those games are really fun because it's very um, clear what you need to be doing at any one time. And so then your your hand is just a, a number of tools and things, which, like you said, are kind of meditative as you're yeah. kind of going through the motions of, well, this has to go there, you know. Um, and I love that you enjoyed it solo. That's fantastic. I, I'm still on the hunt for yeah. the solo yeah. game that suits me. I'm jealous you have found yours. <laughs> um, I would love to be able to sit and play <laughs> oh, game by you. myself yeah. every so often. Um, but um, that's fantastic. That sounds like fun. That's a good, a good surprise. Keep looking. Oh, maybe try that. You might enjoy that. I don't know. Maybe, give it a go maybe. i might have to send it over and then you can give it a go <laughs> <laughs> fantastic stuff um very good um right i'm sitting here looking at my list and i'm trying to think how do i follow that um all right i'll, 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 <laughs> I'll go with another good surprise and this probably um okay is going to reflect maybe slightly negatively on me but i kind of don't mind um because it proved me wrong um okay. and this is the mind um and so when the mind came right. out there was all this discussion about this game that you played where you played numbers in order with a group but you couldn't tell anybody any information about what numbers you had and in when i heard it first i yeah. instantly dismissed it as kind of a party game and i was like oh I you know we i wouldn't play a party game i'm i have very few party games and i suppose i just i don't have the people or the mentality i am not the young girl i once was i just don't yeah. giggle and laugh like i used yeah. to give me a good dry euro um so when i heard about the mind and everyone was going on about it um i was just like oh no it just sounded a bit ick uh but for whatever reason i can't remember why we picked it up i think eventually it might have been your recommendation oliver because you were talking so highly about it and that we finally picked up the mind (laughs) and so we sat down to play it and sure we already knew how to play because everyone tells you how, how it's played um (laughs) <laughs> and it's brilliant it's just it's just so much fun um i think it's particularly fun for me and my husband because we're the kind of people that are very in sync when we play games especially like so cooperative games we crush right. everything because i think we just we know how what we would do ourselves and it felt kind of the same way with the mind we were very good at guessing about well if you're about mm. to make a motion yep. should, should i go now or should you go next um and i i just thought it was such a clever thing um considering i had thought so little of it i think initially i had expected it just to be yeah, yeah. almost like snap <laughs> so the mind blew me away yeah, with how yeah. cons- how considered it is there's like there's such a genius there to using the players as part of the game and not just the cards um because yeah. this is entirely a mental a mental game and it's really fun with other people when you show it to them the first time because everyone's like what is this rubbish yeah. yeah i thought we were playing games i'm like wait for it <laughs> wait for it and then they're like we better play again oh we can do better we can go further um yeah. so yeah the yeah. mind is one of those games that uh yeah i i it was a fantastic surprise in fact if anything i was a little bit put out by how good it was because it shouldn't have been that good <laughs> Right. Uh, so yeah, 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 so that's the mind. Fantastic. Now, as you say, it's one of those games. Uh, and the one <laughs> I heard about is I thought, okay, you play cards in sequence and the cards aren't even exciting. They're just numbers one to 100. <laughs> yeah. So what? What is... Mm-hmm. And you can't talk. Well, what is... This is the worst antisocial game ever. 
<laughs> and then you play it and you think, wow, this is really clever. Yeah. And, and you never think that it's going to work. You just think, well, there's, okay, you start with one card each. And this, even then you think it's not going to work. It might just be randomly luck and you'd be okay. And you think, okay, and you, you make it the first time. And then you think, okay, that might have been luck. Then you get two cards each. And I think, okay, this is going to get harder. And and it yeah. still sort of works. You might lose maybe a life or something. And then you get three cards. And then you get to the situation where, as I say, three of you got each number in sequence. And then someone's got an even higher number. So you think, right, we have to really make sure we play them in the right time. And you do. You play like the 23, 24, 25, 26. All in sequence, yeah. perfectly. Different players as well and no talking. And and you're laughing, <laughs> so this is impossible. And yeah. yeah, as you say, you then get so far. And usually most of the first game, doesn't it doesn't go quite so far because I say people don't expect it to be anything mm -hmm. specific. And I think, oh, well, yeah, yeah, a bit of fun. Don't really pay attention. And then so they play it and they think, oh, okay, this is, this is good. Let's, let's play it again. And, and everyone just <laughs> wants to keep playing it. Yeah. So yeah, so the mind is absolutely amazing. So if if you haven't got it, get yourself a copy. Mm. It's a sort of game again, just deck of cards. You can easily carry it with you, yeah. And just That's you know, stuff. whip it out, explain it very quickly, and people just love it. Yeah. So yes, I I'm not going to really follow this up because I don't <laughs> think you can follow the mind with anything specifically. Um, I'm going to go slightly different, and I'm going to go with a game which I think I was expecting too much of, and I think it's my Ooh. own fault. The game is Migration Mars by Enhanced Games, which was on Kickstarter. And the reason, it's actually a negative sort of surprise, if you like, a bit of disappointment for me. It's not a bad game. It's, a, it's, it's, you know, it's an all right game, absolutely fine. Um, lots of plastic components as well. So if, if you like little, you know, buildings you can put on Mars and things, <laughs> you enjoy this. You know, it's very tactile and very visual. And, and to say the setting, Mars, I think that's where it sort of went downhill for me, unfortunately, because... I have a sort of certain affinity to Mars games. And I, I backed a Mars game a long time ago on Kickstarter and really was disappointed because I was looking forward to it. So it's really thematic. It's got everything there. You know, you're just about surviving. It's not Terraforming Mars I'm talking about. It's a different game. But the yeah. rule book was terrible. We worked through that. But they had actually basically one flaw, that game. So a bit disappointed. I thought, okay, we're going to get another game. This is another Mars game. It's going to be <laughs> really Mars. exciting. So this is me basically hyping myself up oh, for a game and right. then being disappointed because it didn't quite Aww. deliver. But yeah, Migration Mars, as I say, is an absolutely fine game. I'm trying to sort of describe it as Catan in space. So Settlers of Catan, but in space. There's a lot of similarities. You get resources. You can trade those resources with other people. You need resources to build buildings or roads. Well, in this in this case, it's like <laughs> tunnels. You're building habitats. So you, can, you can build like a hospital and you can build uh, living quarters and you can build oxygen generators. But then they can't all be necessarily right next to each other. So you then have to build tunnels and things. And then there's a track on the outside. It's a bit like Monop Monopoly. You actually roll dice to go a certain distance, which then allows you to pick up resources or events happen and things like that. So it's a mix of, sort of Monopoly meets Setas of Catan on Mars, if you like. Yeah, so it looks pretty, but it's just the, the excitement I had, thinking, oh, yeah, Migration Mars, the Kickstarter looked really good. I thought this is going to be exciting. And, yeah, it is, it's, it's a fine game, but not what I was hoping for. So, unfortunately, Migration Mars was a disappointment for me. But, as I say, it's a good game. I'm, I'm yet to review it. I have to play it a few more times to, to actually be able to review it properly. <laughs> and... As I say, it's an absolutely fine game. Just I was hyping myself a bit too much for it because it has the name Mars in it. I was hoping, oh, yeah, it's going to be really exciting and you're going to terraform Mars and you're going <laughs> to 
barely survive <laughs> and it's not that so <laughs> yeah. there we go migration miles um Aww. by enhanced games is the publisher oh that's not a nice surprise at all no no <laughs> mars is such an awesome place to have your setting yeah and there are a number of, of very good mars games so it's it's sad that that one didn't work out, but I know you have been playing Terraforming Mars a bit. Yes. So maybe you found your way to the, the greatest of Mars games. I was going to say, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not the greatest, but it's pretty great. Um, all right. So have we time for one more? I think so. If you what have you one think? more, I could have one more as well. So yeah, yeah, I think we're good. Okay. I'll go one more. So now do I go... No matter what game I'm going to talk about, it's probably going to be a game you've already heard me talking about repeatedly <laughs> before now. That's okay. And I just have to decide what like difficulty level we're going to go with for this. That's okay. We'll try shake this up a bit. I I like I I could have named stuff that I talk about all the time, like my city or lignum, um, right. but I won't go there, um, because you've you've all heard me wax lyrical about them. So we are going to go for. Um, okay, so this this game um, I considered entirely out of my reach because it is a minimum three-player game. Right. Um, so I had already shoved it off to one side. The second feature of this game is it is a social or a deduction game, not a social, just a deduction game. And yeah. I'm also terrible at those. Um, so this is Cryptid, if you haven't guessed by now. Yeah. And Cryptid is this small box game from Osprey Games. And I'd always been interested in it because people talked about it quite a bit. But it was, like I said, it was something that I wasn't going to be able to play. There was no point in me owning a game I couldn't play. But I got to play someone else's copy and that changed my mind a lot about Cryptid. So it is a, a game where you are given limited information and kind of as a group, you ask each other questions about the information they have. And you use that to find out where something is on the game board. Um, so the game board has all sorts of different terrain types or different pieces on it that you can have as reference points. So you can say, you know, is the cryptid in the desert or something? Or is the cryptid here? I'm going to point at my tile <laughs> um, and such like that. And then you use the information to, to find the answer. Um, and I should have hated this game on all of the levels. I, I didn't I didn't think it was going to be very fun. I thought it was going to be very hard to do. Yeah. Um, and I also thought it was something that we would play once with these other people just to be polite and right. then we would never <laughs> play it again. And this was all a this was all a lie. Um Cryptid is fantastically well put together. It's also incredibly quick. Um, and the way that you can word the questions and things like that, how you work out where things are. Um, makes it kind of easy and approachable, which is something I was not anticipating. Um, I was expecting it to be like those puzzles. If you ever got those kind of compendium puzzle books, um, and right, I'll have yeah, yeah. one at the back where they'll give you like four sentences of information and you have to figure out, you know, who Mary went to the shop with, right, um, yeah, yeah. that kind of thing. <laughs> um, and it is, yeah, yeah, you know, everyone knows those. I could never do them, but, um, I love how, it, how it's put together and I love watching other people play it. I think that's the, the greatest strength of this game is the faces on other people or the questions they'll ask. Yeah. And you can go, where is your mind going while you're trying to figure this out? And because it's so quick, it doesn't really matter if you win or not. It really is kind of more of an experience. Right. But the way you kind of participate together where you're sharing information, but you're not playing together, is super smart. So Cryptid was a really big surprise for me. I thought it was just going to be kind of, I don't know, just kind of complicated and kind of, I don't know, difficult. And it was 
so much better than that. So I'm Excellent. a big I consider me a cryptic convert. I never own it. <laughs> There's a two player version of it you can play as well if Excellent. you look it up online. So you can play just two people. Um and so and it's not bad either. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so there you go. That's my pick, cryptid. Cryptid. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you have talked about it before mm. and, and I've heard lots about it, but as I say, <laughs> yes. I think it's a sort of game that you know, like here, yeah, I'm I'm not the sort of social deduction person really. I, mean, I don't mind playing something like Love Letter, but mm-hmm. <laughs> that's probably as far as it stretches. But yeah, Cryptid sounds yeah. to be one of those games. Well, it's a bit mm. of a logic puzzle, but actually you're sort of working together and, and you can sort of you can puzzle it out yeah. and it's it's not you know mm-hmm. too tricky. So nice one, yeah. Cryptid. Right, mm-hmm. well, shall I finish yeah, them with one game that is actually it was a really <gasps> positive roll, surprise. Yes, here we go. So this game um, we played, and I say we, it's my wife, daughter, and I, we played it um, up in Oxford at the Thirsty Meeple Board Game Cafe. Again, if you followed me, you've probably seen my tweets and things. And we finally made it up there and said hello to people. And walking into this place, sorry, I'm talking about the Thirsty Meeple now, the, the cafe. It's just walking into a place where everyone's <laughs> playing board games and having fun. It's like, oh, I'm home now. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so I said to my people. family, from now on, whenever we go on holiday, we have to make sure there's a board game cafe ne- nearby. Otherwise, mm-hmm. we, we won't go. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love it. No, but what we played there is, is you know, like this this place is very nice. You, you basically go in and you have a, have a drink or whatever you want. And then someone comes around and says, you know, do you need some advice or do you know what you want to play? And we say, well, we just want a suggestion. So... We said about the sort of games we were thinking about playing, something lighter, a um, bit of randomness, a bit of luck, you know, something straightforward. And one of the choices uh, was Istanbul, the dice game. So not the Istanbul that maybe some of you have played. No, this is the dice game. It's sort of the yeah, the same theme. It's I, I reckon, I mean, I haven't played Istanbul, but I reckon it's probably quite a different game. I reckon, you know, if you played Istanbul, um, you, you probably enjoy Istanbul, the dice game as well. It brings, brings probably across a similar feeling. But... What you do in Istanbul, the dice game, well, it is a dice game. So you roll dice, and you're trying to basically either get sort of a, a sequence of different dice or a set of the same dice in a multiple, and and you can then buy gems. So, for example, if you get five dice, five red dice, I, don't, I can't remember what they represent now, but they represent some sort of, it might, might be silk or something like that, um, then you can take a gem. If you do that, though, suddenly the, the price of the silk has basically gone up, so getting another gem with red dice yeah. is going to be more extensive. Now need six dice and and so on. So that's the idea. You oh. also have dice that give you money. Some dice allow you to draw a card, which is uh, usually a one-off effect. Sometimes I think there may be sort of permanent effects as well. But there's also tiles you can buy that are like permanent effects. So you can have like an extra dice or you can uh, get extra resources depending on what you roll. And it's, yeah, it's quite clever. It's quite simple. So you roll your dice, you divide them usually into sort of two, because you've got two actions, so you can use two sets of your five dice um, for different things. So maybe two two dice are coins, so you get four coins for that. And then the other three dice are three different resources, and that gives you something, for example. You can also collect resources, like permanently, so depending on what, how it all works, but you basically little tokens that represent a fixed resource that you can then add to your dice results, and so on and so on. So you basically cool. build, build a little engine. But the really positive surprise was how the response from our daughter. And again, I think I've talked about it before. She's at an age where she doesn't really play board games anymore. It's it's rare that we get to play with her. We've been playing Quacks of Quedlinburg recently that she suggested that's a bonus. Mm. But this game, we, we finished playing it. And I said, oh, do you want to play it again? And I wasn't quite sure whether 
she would and said, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So we played a second time and a third time. And then afterwards, she said, oh, we should get a copy. And they didn't have one in the shop at the time, but it's definitely on our wish list now. So it's a sort of game that, as I say, it's a positive surprise. I didn't expect anything because you go mm-hmm. into a board game cafe, you, you yeah. get a suggestion and, and you just, you know, if it, if it works, it works. If not, you play a different game. It's yeah. fine. And as I say, it just turned out so positive. We all enjoyed it. I mean, my wife and I enjoyed it as well because it's, as I say, relatively easy to learn. doesn't take take long. It's a bit confusing to start with, but once you've played a couple of rounds, you go, oh, and it makes sense now. And you can you know, play it several times. As I say, it takes, what, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes to play, I reckon, depending on you know how, how good your dice luck is, of course. <laughs> and um, yeah, really positive surprise. Again, it's one of those games that say you, you don't know what's going to happen and then everyone loves it and say as much as our daughter wanting to have a copy to buy. So yeah. might have to do that. <laughs> so Yay. Istanbul, the dice game is dice the game. last one on the list. So Woo-hoo. yeah, unless I mean unless you have another one. Um, I have like five more. I could go on all day. <laughs> I never know how many of these to add to the list. <laughs> well, so you someone has to cut me off and cut off my supply at some point. Uh, but <laughs> But, well, um, sh- shall we do? Shall we do two more then? I think that we're good good for time. So let's okay. do a couple more. We can do one or two more, sure. Um, but what I will say about Istanbul, the dice game, is I was always very curious to know what it was about because I'm a big fan of Istanbul. So it seems like they've taken kind of the theme and right. kind of some of the elements from it and then added in the dice rolling. But yeah, that I'm so glad you had such a nice time with it. I think the best surprises are the ones you entirely don't mm. expect at all because you were just like yeah just we'll try something out and exactly. then everyone loved it like that's amazing stuff um uh, fantastic stuff um that's perfect. All right, so then. yeah great yeah. great credit to to the people at the first to people as well because mm-hmm. as I, they're just yeah. based on our suggestions came up yeah. with a real winner i mean they always mm-hmm. come up with like three games and and you say oh you've played this before or whatever but mm-hmm. yeah you know great credit there they've done a really good job there <laughs> Um, right. Okay, so we'll go with something else on my list. And I just realized there is, in fact, a solo game on my list, but I never play it. Okay. Um, and I'm going to talk about this because this is, um, this is a really unusual game and I, I never thought I'd own it. And this is Drop Mix. Um, yep. so for those of you who are fans of app assisted games, have I got something exciting for you? Um, Drop Mix is a game in which you have like a long kind of road that is your kind of musical instrument and you place cards that have microchips in them. So when you place the card down, it will play music. It'll play a piece of a song um, based on what that card is. And as you fill out the different parts of your instrument, you'll fill out a whole song um, and you can mix and match them um, as like a DJ. That's the idea of Trap Mix. Yeah. And you use your phone as an app to play the music and to decide on the different modes and settings. So you can play it solo. You can play it with a group. There's a couple of different versions and there's loads of different packs you can buy. Uh, I've right. never really bought any of the other packs. But this game was such a surprise because... I saw it mentioned once on the Dice Tower. I don't know how I managed to come across it. I remember saying to my husband, I was like, this looks amazing. Um, and of course, it looks like a child's toy because it's a big yeah, chunky yeah, black yeah. thing. It comes in a big long box. And it looked like it belonged to somebody who was at least 20 years younger than I am. And I still was kind of, I love the idea of the cards having playing the music. I just thought that was so cool. And then making your own kind of songs out of it, you know. Um, um, but it was a very expensive game when it came out. You were talking like 80 to 100 euros for this. Wow, yeah. um, this thing that looked like a toy and that I wasn't expecting it to do anything cool. So I completely ignored it. 
And then on Christmas Day, I think two years ago, my husband showed up with drop mix on Christmas Day and I freaked I freaked out. I was like, there was no way A, he'd remembered me mentioning this game once in my entire lifetime, but B, that he found it on sale right before Christmas. Excellent. Uh, so we did not pay all that money for it. Um, and it was like, so I have videos of me at Christmas morning like a child on the floor playing with drop mix, <laughs> making my songs. Um, and it it's just, you know what? It's just a delight. It's just kind of, it has that feeling of like, Playing a keyboard when you're a kid, yeah. that uh, you can, you know, that you can switch on the music, the beats in the background. You're going na na, you know. Um, but there's actually a good enough game in there too. A lot of the time, it'll be like ones about getting rid of all the cards in your hand, and you have right. a timer where you have to add in the beat by, or there are problems. And there's a couple of different ways. The different ways to play it are really entertaining. I will also point out the batteries last quite a while. Right. I'm very impressed um because obviously it needs battery yeah yeah but um drop mix was just such a delight of a surprise because it looks like something like i said children should play with and that it wouldn't really be much of a game and that maybe we'd i'd play with it once and i would put it away yeah. and i've played it at least five times um <laughs> i need to take it down more it's the kind of game i should sit and play with but it is just yeah it was such a really good it's just got a good vibe feeling it feels like a toy but it's actually a game. Um, so I, I actually couldn't recommend this one highly enough, especially if you enjoy music. Because it's yeah. all modern music you're mixing together and things like that. And there are new packs. Apparently all the time. I really should get some. Um, yeah, so yeah, you should. So that's Drop Absolutely. Mix. Yeah, Woo! amazing. Yeah. One of the greatest <laughs> board game surprises. <laughs> Make your music. DJ mm -hmm. Antoinette. Nice. I love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I well, should do it on my YouTube channel. I have like a, you you know, a power hour of music yeah, from me. Yeah. <laughs> Your greatest hits. <laughs> Excellent. DJ Goodell Games. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm, well, given that we're doing a couple more, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to go with a negative now and then follow up with a positive <laughs> later. And this negative is okay. from mm -hmm. a publisher of small box games. And they're known for all their small boxes. It's, well, I'm not going to actually, I might as well say the name. It's Oink Games. They, you know, I think they've produced so many different games. Oh, yeah. They're all the sort of same size, roughly the same yeah. the boxes. Mm -hmm. Little games that you can, you know, really quickly to yeah. play, real, real easy to learn. Lots of little fun games, and and obviously different types of games as well. So for different, you know, different uh, things that you want to want to try, different tastes. And the one, and I'll say this is a negative um, surprise is Moon Adventure. And I think the reason why the expectations were a bit higher for this is because we used to play Deep Sea Adventure and really enjoyed that. So Deep Sea Adventure is a competitive game where you're diving down to try and recover treasure. But the problem is everyone shares the same oxygen supply. So as people take on more treasure to, to carry up, they use up more ex oxygen. But they're running down the tank for everyone. So, you know, if, if you're greedy... You you obviously will win, potentially, if you make it back to the submarine. Obviously, that's the key thing here. Otherwise, if, if you don't make it back and run out of oxygen, you lose all the treasure. But say you're greedy, chances are another player obviously wants to have the same amount of treasure or more treasure than you, which then means both of you now running out down even more oxygen, making it even, you know go, go down much quicker. But you have to get back at the same time. So it's a pushy luck type thing, and it's really good fun, and it's competitive. So... Moon Adventure, we looked at and thought, oh, this is basically a deep sea adventure, but as a cooperative game. And it and it is. It does the same sort of thing. You have a track, so you're now on the moon, and you're trying to collate uh, your equipment. So there's been some sort of um, 
storm, I don't know, solar storm, I think it's called. But yeah, basically equipment has been scattered around. I don't think there's any wind on moon because there's no atmosphere. But anyway, that's that's the idea. It's been all blown about. And you have to get out there because obviously if you don't get your equipment back, you won't be able to leave the moon again and things like that. But yeah, so like Deep Sea Adventure, trying to go further and further away. But if you do that, you again, use up, use up oxygen. You can actually build oxygen generators on your route. But if you do that, you make the route longer because it's sort of like an extra step along the way. You can try and help each other. So like in Deep Sea Adventure, if you played it, if, if, you, if you have another person in front of you, you can actually jump over them without spending a movement point. So there's these, all these combinations, trying to be in the right place at the right time, doing the right things. You all have different roles. As well, so you can have you know have a special ability that no one else has, but it was a lot more complicated to learn. So as I say, there's lots of things to think about. Okay, do I want to build an oxygen generator here, or am I going to use my movement cards? And I have to draw cards which represent oxygen tanks, but they're actually like more like action points, or or not even that. They decide how many dice you can roll, and like like in Deep Sea Adventure, the the dice are six sided, but actually go and you go up to three. So you want to spend more oxygen to roll more dice to be able to do more things. But then if you do that, then maybe you can't do it later. So there's lots of thinking going on for a game that I think is supposed to last in like 15, 20 minutes. And I think that was a disappointment. Whereas Deep Sea Adventure is pretty quick to set up, pretty quick to explain. Because like, yeah, the further down you go, the, the value, more the value of the treasure. But, you know, the more treasure you have, the more oxygen you use up. And you just play it once and everyone goes, oh, I get it now. And you play it again and it's fine. Whereas with Moon Adventure, because you're trying to work together, yeah, it just felt like there was too much of a, a rules overhead. It fe felt a lot harder as well. So we did stick with it and try it a few times, but we basically lost every time because you're not just trying to get a certain amount of equipment back. So that, that's sort of the main thing. So the six equipment packs randomly dotted around, but you have to retrieve at least five of them or something like that. And then they're worth points. If you retrieve the wrong ones and don't have enough points, then you lose. So it just just didn't feel right. So yeah, again, one of those things where you we were expecting yeah. lots because we we love on games and there are lots of great on games. So definitely a, a good company to go for if you like small box games like myself. But if you have the choice between Moon Adventure and Deep Sea Adventure, I would say go for Deep Sea Adventure, even though it's competitive. I think it's a lot more fun. Moon Adventure just yeah, it's I don't know too much overhead, too much to learn, too much to think about for for a game that is actually quite small and and feels should be a lot quicker. So yeah, sorry about that, Moon Adventure. It it's going to be put away, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think it's really hard when you like a particular publisher and they come out with something new. Yeah, and you're like, ooh, ooh I like I like the other one, so I'll I'll probably like this one, and then you're like, wah wah wah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, which is a bit of a shame, isn't it? But I suppose they had to do something slightly. They had to do something different. Yes, yeah. Obviously, it just didn't work out kind of the way you'd hoped. It didn't kind of capture the same essence that Deep Sea Adventure did. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. As a pity, you did you did make me come up with something for my last slot okay. here. Okay. Um, which I'm very thankful for because see we, we sat down at the start and Oliver well I have some negative surprises and I'm like I have no negative surprises <laughs> um, but the truth is I do you just reminded me of okay. one so thank you um, I have to look up what the name was so I'm sorry I was typing that's alright yeah. um, but I'll, I'll launch you to this as my closer to prove that even sometimes not all games can be good and sometimes for the stupidest reasons um, okay so um, 
This was an expansion we ordered from Kickstarter and we're really excited about because the original game is one my husband loves and I am not a big fan of, but he loves. So <laughs> when the expansion came on Kickstarter, we had we all had to jump aboard this ship. Yeah. And this is Viceroy. So I don't know if anybody's okay. heard much about this. It was kind of a really quiet game um, that it seemed to appear in shops very cheaply, but no one really talked about it. And it's actually a pretty good game. I just, uh, it just, my, my brain can't do it. Right. But it is basically, there are a number of kind of nobles you are drafting into a pyramid. And okay. how it works is that each noble has a section, kind of a color on their top left and right hand side. And when you build around them to complete the quarter into a circle, you'll get gems of particular colors. And right. the nobles will do different abilities depending on what level of your pyramid they are on. And so a lot of the nobles will have things that will, there's ways to score points. Um, sometimes they'll give you, there's gems are the big part of this. You do a lot of bidding with your colored gems. Um, but mostly it's about building your pyramid and building it smartly so that you get all the people with the points on the top levels and you put all the rubbishy people down below. And this is the part my brain cannot wrap its head right, around. Yeah, yeah. I just can't build a good pyramid. It seems to be impossible. But it's very, <laughs> very cool. Um, because all the the character squares and you you build it up. It is actually a very good game. Yeah. So when the expansion and here's the name because I looked it up, Times of Darkness came Ooh. to Kickstarter. My husband was super excited. I think he was one of the. This is one of the few times where we back something like early. We normally debate everything on Kickstarter. We very rarely back it because there's something about it. But he was really into this, so we backed it. Eventually, it showed up. And what the expansion has done is kind of added these different modules that you can add in and play with. I think there are five in total. Um, but the sum total of what the expansion does is it makes the game easier to play. So much so that when you play, like, so it'll sometimes it'll give you a starter tile for your pyramid that'll have its own bonus that didn't exist before. Yeah. That's one of the ideas. Um, another one is there, there are these other people that you, nobles you can play where you can change your gems to like any color. There's a wild color now to make it easier to get the different colors you might need. That right, kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Um, but gosh, did it make the game easier? As in, we doubled or tripled our original scores from oh, Viceroy wow. just by playing with the expansion. Yeah, yeah. And my husband hated it hated it we were like why could we not have just got more cards with yeah. the same things yeah, yeah there is one of the modules that is just more of the good old cards that you had before yeah. but everything else made the game simpler and what i find really funny about it is a friend of ours backed it and he loves it because now he's really right. good at the game yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like oh it's so much easier to play it this way but we were gutted because we, we you know we've been slaving through this for years the hard way yeah, yeah. why would they suddenly make it simpler <laughs> Um, so this is one of those few times we were so excited about this expansion and then we were playing through all the different modules going one of them will be good one of them will be good and the answer was like no, no. <laughs> and the thing is I bet everyone else loves it I yeah. bet everyone else thinks this is great you're getting big scores it's so easy to build my pyramid now yeah. and we were just oh Got god it. gutted so uh. yeah so that's Viceroy the Times of Darkness expansion if you thought Viceroy was hard this is the thing you need to make it easier <laughs> Um, you if go. you like the misery like us, <laughs> I think it's probably worth a miss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there you go. That that was, that's my final choice. I had something negative, and we still haven't got rid of it, which is funnier. We still have the expansion. We refuse okay. to get rid of it because you know it's Viceroy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's got the name on it. You can't get rid of it. Fair enough. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Um, well, I might as well finish with mm -hmm. a positive then, I guess, just to round it all off. And I'm going to finish with a big Yay. classic. So. I'm going to finish with Carcassonne. 
I know everyone's going to go. What? Why is that? Hey, Why is that a surprise? This well, is, this is surprising. Well, the thing <laughs> this is, is a bad surprise. Well, the thing is, it's a <laughs> surprise for me because it's sort of it's a classic game. I, I think by now it, it's been around for such a long time. Mm. There's so many different versions yeah. of it and expansions, and we've got the big box, so we've got all sorts of expansions. You know, the, the river and oh, I, I don't know all the bits and pieces, but it's. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why it's a surprise, it's because we still play it now. After however many years, it, you know, we, we first got Aww. it. And we played with, so with my parents-in-law. We played so with cute. friends and family. We played with anyone. I used to play it a lot, actually, in the games group as well. And it's a sort of game that you can play in different ways. So you can play it really competitively and go, right, we're going to play it with, with the farmers and make sure that, you know, we get points there. And, you know, every every meeple is placed strategically to make sure, and every, well, rather not the meeple, actually, every tile is placed strategically. So we're going to block your road and make sure you can't complete your city, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm going to cut off your farmer here and all those things. So that's what, how we used to play it in the games, really sort of cutthroat and competitively. But you can also play it just to make a nice map. And and my wife and my, my mother-in-law actually but both the same. They go, oh, this tile fits into this gap perfectly. It won't give me any points really, <laughs> but it completes this. So I'm going to put it there. And, you know, you, you can play it really light and just go, right, um, um, we actually played without farmers when we played that way because the farmers are just, I, th- I think, create, create those sort of extra level of strategic, strategic <sighs> decisions that you don't necessarily need if you want to play it like that. You know, so you should play it like that, but if you want to play it lighter... You can play it without the farmers and just, you know, oh, I'm going to extend the road here and put the people down. Oh, wonderful. And, you know, and that's what I love about it. it it's it's simple, really simple to learn and, and really simple to play. And you can play it in so many different ways and enjoy it for so many different reasons. And as I say, it, it keeps coming out still these days, you know, on, on, on the weekend, maybe if, if our in-laws come over, or my, well, my, my wife's parents come over. Then we, we play that and, and just have a bit of fun, you know, talk and have a cup of tea and play another tile and you know just enjoy it and just enjoy the map oh. that we create at the end of it and yeah you know someone wins of course we do the scores we're trying to win but we're not as competitive as, as we would otherwise and i think that is a great sign for a game that it has sort of stood the test of time i know they've tried very hard to make it really make all the money out of it because of all the different versions and expansions and there's hunters and gatherers and whatever else now but just the, even the core game, even if you just have the base game, I think you can have lots of fun and it just, it just keeps coming out. So yeah, Carcassonne for me is is one of those games <laughs> that is is a surprise, not because, you know, when we first got it or anything, but because it lasted such a long time. I never expected it. I thought it was one of those games That's that you play a few times and get bored with it. But no, it keeps coming out. It's, yeah, it's great. That's brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the wrap up of this evening, Carcassonne, the gift that keeps on giving. giving exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's so true. Uh, so uh, so true. That's a really nice way actually to close the show, isn't it? The game that surprised you over the longest yes. kind of period yeah. of time. Yeah. The one that you didn't think was stand. I guess Race for the Galaxy is that for me as well. Yeah. yeah um, yeah. in that I can't believe we're still playing it all after all this time. So it wins double prizes. <laughs> <laughs> double accolades. That's good surprises. Excellent. That was really fun. Yeah. I love hearing it? about what made what like what surprised you. It's yeah, yeah. really, really, really fun. I like that. I Excellent. yeah, I can't wait to hear what other people's surprises were. Yeah. I bet we'll discover some sort of really cool games um this way. You know, I love hearing what people weren't expecting anything of and then it yeah. was so so good. They're the best stories. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And, and do, yeah, do let us know. As always, mm-hmm. go on the website, tabletopinquisition.com. Yes. Leave a comment on the episode. Reach out to us on Twitter, TT Inquisition. 
and maybe send us a message or just at us and, and we'll try and go back and obviously you can reach Antoinette and ask myself on, on the various websites and things and email addresses and whatever. It's all on there on, on the website, <laughs> yes. tableofinquisition.com. But yeah, we'd yep. love to hear from you and love to hear mm-hmm. what surprise you had. I, I wouldn't even mind bad ones. I mean, they're, they're sometimes quite useful. You know, what, what game... Yeah, you know, like like with me with Oath, we love that game, but we were still a negative surprise because of the rule book. But you know, you worked your way through it, and it was worth you know the the time you invested <laughs> in it. I'd love to hear, and we both love to hear yeah. what what you what what games you found and and were really surprising, and and for what reason. Mm-hmm. So please let us know and, yeah. and share. Really, yeah, really mm-hmm. looking forward to it. So yeah, I think that's really the end of it, then, isn't it? <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks for listening in, everybody. Um, we'll tune in again soon for more episodes. We'll see what we Definitely. come up with next time. Yeah, maybe we'll do another one, yeah. a series of games, well, series of episodes uh, talking about games in different <laughs> categories, like we did with the 30, 60 minutes things. I think that really appealed to people. Oh, so we have to come up with something similar, <laughs> but maybe easier. Not the uh, dexterity similar. game that takes yes. over 60 minutes. I didn't think that was a good choice. Over 60 <laughs> minutes? Think about it a bit yeah, more carefully. let's never yeah. go back there. <laughs> Yeah, Well, thanks very much for listening and watching. And yeah, we'll see you then. Thank you. Bye. All right, everybody. Bye bye. Thanks for listening and watching. And watching. We wave. Bye.